so pissed at myself. The whole reason I called was because I came up with a great catchphrase that you guys can turn into a T-shirt if you want to. Um, but please, everybody, stop Harrison Harrison. He's a good man, and he's doing the world a service. Thank you, and good night. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Shonda Rhimes. Hi there, Shonda. Good to, good to be here. You know, uh, Shonda, I wish I was cooler. Yeah. I really do. You know how like L.A. makes you so patently aware of how not cool you are? Do you, know, do you know? Do you understand? Yeah, what I'm saying? Yes. Do you know what I mean, I do, Harrison? I do know what you, you know what mean. What I mean? I do um, know exactly. No, what, what I'm mean. saying is, is you're hyper aware of your, I guess, class in 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 the cool society that is Los Angeles. Yes, and it's one of the only cities that because this doesn't happen. I don't think. It, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's like an elitist group in St. Louis, Missouri, but in L.A., it's very apparent because you see people on Instagram posting pictures of like, you know, I'm at Shannon Tatum's pool party. I'm so cool, or or you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. And it, it just, or then you have a friend that's going and hanging out at like. Uh, Chateau Marmont with Brady Sinellis. Right. It's, it's, it's very apparent <laughs> that there's um, that, that that there's hierarchies of how cool you are here in LA. Yeah. I'm definitely towards the bottom, I would say. Which is pretty sad for a guy covered in tattoos. You know, I you I know? just I, I'm just not that cool. I don't think I I try hard enough. I don't have enough connections. And what makes me painfully aware of this of my flaws in being cool is the fact that Guns and Roses. We'll play like a surprise show at the Troubadour last night for $10. And yeah. I didn't even know about it till it was sold out. Right. It, did you, I think that actually somehow makes you cooler somehow. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, but I, I feel like if you're a you know. cool person and you're in the cool crowd here in Los Angeles, one of your cool friends would have called you up and said, Harrison, uh, you want to go check out Guns N' Roses and the Troubadour? It's going to be the original lineup. Even Steven Adler will be playing on drums, not Matt Sorum. Hmm. Slash Duff Axel singing at the yeah. Troubadour as if it was 1987 for ten dollars. Right? Would you have been like, yeah? Did you get a call like that? No. Then neither did I. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. And then I, I read that uh, Rob Zombie's playing next Friday at the uh, the Roxy, another surprise show charity event. Yeah. Well, not, not that I care. Did you all get that asked much. to go to that? No, I, hmm. I didn't. Not that I care all that much about Rob Zombie. But sure, if someone was like, hey, you want to go see Rob Zombie at the Roxy, I would have. Well, according to Shonda Rhimes, every time you get asked to go to something, you're supposed to say yes. And that's the key to happiness. Well, I don't get asked because I don't really have any friends. <laughs> I don't think people genuinely enjoy my company. Yeah. Uh, you included. <laughs> um, but, you know, I did get to see Iggy Pop at the Terragram. You did? Yeah. And I found out about that through a friend and then I bought a ticket, um, luckily in advance, because uh, they announced that show. This was like a couple weeks ago. The Terragram Ballroom is a very small venue in downtown. It's a newer venue, but they, they renovated a theater uh, mm. downtown and probably holds about 300 people. 
Okay. And so Iggy Pop uh, played a surprise show because I guess he's on tour right now with uh, Josh Homme from Queens of Stone Age. And so I got, I got tickets for that. And yeah, that was that was amazing. That was that was so I guess that was kind of a cool thing to uh, to go to. How'd you get tickets to that? Uh, you know, the, someone told me about it that they're going mm. on sale at four o'clock, and it was like three fifty. So I just went on Ticketmaster and kept refreshing till I got it. It's not like I got hooked up. Yeah. Okay. You All know, right. it's not like yeah. someone called me up and said, "Hey, you want me to put you on the list?" Because you're a cool <laughs> yeah. guy, and I, I just want to be mm. seen with you. That, no, that yeah. doesn't happen. No, that doesn't happen. No, nobody, nobody's calling me. You know. And if they do, I, they call me and I'm like, I don't know, I'm lying in a pile of garbage, you know, <laughs> and I, I don't even know where the phone is, so I can't even find it. So, you know, just tears, just sobbing yeah. <laughs> in your pile of garbage, listening to Super Tramp. Yeah, it's yeah. not the key to happiness. <laughs> you know, I, I just the thing is with, with L.A., Los Angeles in general, it is a very it's an elitist society. I think it's a caste system. Yes. Personally. You know, and I think uh, we're in the, I don't know, garbage cast, maybe. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think I think maybe this podcast is a garbage cast. If you don't have it, well, you have a gate, so you're just like maybe somewhere above the, so you'll, that means the gate is to protect you from the race war, right? Those are but all I the gates that were built in the I guess there is a gate that separates people yeah. from entering into my apartment complex. Yeah, so, so you're like, you know. So maybe I'm one step up from mm-hmm. the people that, that are gateless. Deodorized garbage. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, but it's it just, it's things like this that happen in L.A. Uh, that, that just make me feel inferior. Um, yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. Somewhat suicidal. You know, people were spending the night outside for that Guns N' Roses show since Wednesday. Tickets went on sale Friday at noon. So people were spending the night sleeping outside the Tower Records on Sunset to get a wristband. That's buy abs- a that's fucking absurd. I mean, I don't. People out here seem to love waiting in line. I won't wait in line for shit. You know, like, what is this? What am I in the Soviet Union? I'm gonna wait in line now. Fuck that. You know I'm what? I was that. I was talking to a coworker. He was yeah. like, "Well, you should go to this blah 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 dot com, and you can actually pay somebody to wait in line for you." And it's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "They, hmm. they just send a Mexican, and the Mexican stands in line. And you pay them an hourly ro- wage." Hmm. I was like, "Really." Hmm. Yeah, the hostages do that in uh, in in Brooklyn. Wait, they they pay you to stand in they line. They pay for them? Mexicans or not Mexicans, but like Puerto Ricans, whatever the New York equivalent is, um, to wait in line for them. There was something. Oh no no no! The hostages wanted to protest something, oh, but they yeah. didn't feel like showing up, so they just. Paid. Well, I thought it was on the Sabbath or something, so they had they just to get paid like some Dominicans yeah, or something no, yeah. that that were dressed up as hostages. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, but no, no, no I don't like waiting. I mean, because you know, at, at Comic Con, people like will wait for days in line just to watch a fucking Doctor Who panel, which yeah. is like an hour of just you know a Game of Thrones Q and A. Yeah, spent the night out for two days. Yeah. I remember one girl like was waiting on for a Twilight panel and got hit by a car and died. Yeah, but if you were cool, Harrison, you wouldn't yeah. have to wait in line. I guess your not. friend would call you up and just yeah. kind of you walk in with them. I, you know what I think you need? What you need to grow back your dreadlocks. Oh yeah, <laughs> that might make you cool again. That'll yeah, that'll help things. However, it also might incite some fury with the uh, African American females out there that uh. that are offended by a white man like yourself. With dreadlocks. The old race war. So it was a good uh, segue, wasn't it? That was great. Yeah, it was a bad. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm talking about that uh, that viral video that I'm sure everyone has seen. I thought you were actually going to give me some helpful advice. Because <laughs> nobody nobody, to advise you? People used to be like life coaches to me, and now just everyone just fucking hits me up with shitty 
feather jokes. You know, well, people you used to actually give me. you have a life me, coach out there. Yeah, but he just gives me feather jokes now too. <laughs> it's like, come on. Anyway, yes, the viral video. Um, you know, I probably had uh, at least ten different listeners send that video to me as if I didn't see it because you know I'm I, I'm very knowledgeable about the news. Um, but yeah, and, and other friends have pointed that out because yes, I was a white person with dreadlocks. Yes, I was too. Harrison was too. We both mm. were white. You know what though? I, people ask me about it and they laugh about it now, especially women. Like when you're like, oh, and I'll send a picture of me with dreadlocks, and women will be like, "Oh my god, dreads!" And then I'll, I'll be like, "It was the fucking '90s." Yeah, it was the '90s. It was right? the '90s. Yeah, it's 1995. Come I mean, some slack here. We were lucky to walk away without fucking facial tattoos. You know? Yeah. I mean, look at me. Yeah. I'm covered in black tattoos. Yeah. It was the '90s. Yeah. You know, at least these are permanent. I could cut my hair. You know, in retrospect, actually, I don't think I would have ever grown dreadlocks because I've heard it makes you bald. Huh. Because it pulls your hair back, so I heard it oh. destroys the roots. Great. So, I mean, at, at, at my age now, that's something that really matters to me. Right. You know, so I, I'm surprised yeah. I would uh, um, have dreadlocks twice, mind you, twice, um, for probably about 10 years. Yeah. Maybe eight years. Oh, I didn't have it for that long. Yeah. No, I had dreadlocks a long time. It was a pain in the balls, you know? You know, I, I had to wash my hair with ivory soap. I did. You know, I washed my hair with. You know what I would use the most fragrant, the most fragrant shampoo I could find. Mm. But it didn't matter. You could wash your hair every day. It's still going to smell like an old bathroom towel. That's true. Yeah. It's. It was disgusting. Though I like. I kind of like how an old bathroom towel smells. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't do your laundry. Yeah. That's I true. like things fresh and clean. But uh, you know, it's, and not to mention. You know, women will say like, oh, yeah, you look cool. They, they don't think that. They're disgusted by your dreadlocks too, white guys. You know, because it's, it's gross hair on white guys. But you know what? That's besides the point. I'm uh, interjecting my opinion here. The white women. White women. I Hello. have I have dated a couple of white women Good morning. That, were, that were pretty attractive. Yes. You know, but it's just the white guys. Like, especially this guy in the video with his ratty looking dreadlocks. You know, that he's probably just used Elmer's glue or something to make mm. himself. Yes. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. But the, but this girl wasn't disgusted by his dreads. What she was claiming in the video that he was appropriating black culture, African-American culture, or African culture, by having these dreadlocks. Yeah. And so it's uh, the, the footage picks up in the middle of a confrontation between two um, college students. One is a white man, the other a black woman. The argument centers around the man's hairstyle, his dreadlocks. And she says... Or he says to her, you're saying I can't have a hairstyle because of your culture? Why? And she says, because it's my culture. And then she pushes him when he tries to walk away. Because at yeah. one point, the kid's like, you know, I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm going to take off. This and is then kind she of grabs like, him. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like if you, um, if you firebombed Coachella for everyone <laughs> appropriating Native American style, you know? <laughs> With the Native American headdress, yeah, and the that's fringe, appropriation. The, the you know suede fringe shorts or whatever the hell people wear, you know. Well, I think a lot of people have been uh, a lot of pundits and comment commenters online have been have been bringing up. Well, there's a fine line between appreciation and appropriation, and so I think even this kid had a retort where he made a video yeah. where he was talking about how he has appreciation of black culture. You know, honestly, when I grew my hair out back then. 
I wasn't thinking about Rastas or I hate fucking reggae. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about Africans. No, we we're, were thinking about fucking Ogre Nivek from Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy. That's that what was, we were thinking mine about. Mine was Al Jorgensen. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. it's like, but yeah. it's Skinny Puppy. It's like, yeah. and not to mention, all of my friends had long hair. Yeah. I can't grow my hair long because I'm Jewish. I have a Jew fro. So when mm. I grow my hair out, it turns into a big, huge, frizzy afro. Yeah. So what I did is I grew my hair out for two years, dreaded it, and I had long hair. Right. Looked, less, looked just like Al, Al Jorgensen because I yeah. dyed my hair black. You know, and then that was the scene. That was the style back then. Right. You know, I wasn't trying to like appropriate black. I wasn't like wearing a dreadlock Rasta hat. But, but, um, counterpoint to that, it doesn't matter because we live in a country that's built upon cultural appropriation. You know? Yeah. Everything <laughs> is appropriated from everything and it's just, it's the way it is, you know? I mean, that's a, look what we did to the Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> look at the, the the baseball teams. Yeah. You know, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. You know, the Washington Redskins. I mean, I can't fucking walk down the street without kicking some old Native American bones around. You know, that's it. And you know it's what fine. pisses me off? Yeah. All these goys out there eating bagels. Bagels what? are ours. That's our thing. Fucking bagels. You know, I'm sure if you actually looked into that, it's somehow not your thing. And probably not. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind just going up to someone and just grabbing it out of their hand, being like, why are you appropriating my culture? See what happens. But anyway, yeah, the, America, it's all about cultural appropriation and assimilation and whatever. It's, you can't get upset. Just deal with it. Yeah. Um, but this, this kid made some mistakes. First of all, I watched this video. <laughs> I you watched the retort or the original or both? Both. Yeah. Both. And uh, you showed this to me. And it's weird. First of all, this woman has a friend who literally looks like Adolf Hitler cosplaying as the guy from Kid and Play dressed up like Rick Astley. Yeah, he was kind of wearing a Rick, a Rick Astley trench coat, but he didn't have, he didn't have pants on. He, he had, had pants shorts. on, and he had like a Hitler mustache and like a giant, you know, one of those giant up where the hair goes yeah, up. fade. He yeah, had like that yeah, fade giant, hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the shit? But his face kind of had this Mario Van Peebles quality to it. looked like kind of like Duke Nukem or something. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even know. It was so confusing. Like, I just couldn't even take my eyes off this guy. I was like, what? Who is this guy? And what was he doing? Was he just like, yeah. He was just yeah. standing there. He was just standing there just looking supporting kind of, the, the white guy or the black girl? He was with her. But okay. he was just kind of looking lost. You know, but I think he was probably like, we're just walking to the next class and this happens. And he's like, oh, my God, this girl's freaking out. How embarrassing. Second of all, this this kid made a number of mistakes when this happened. OK, because I learned long ago and this is some valuable, you know, if it's a valuable lesson. Don't argue with a black woman. Just don't <laughs> like it's you won't win. It's just a bad idea. Just don't do it. Yeah. No, okay? that, that, that's yeah. the thing. Just walk yeah. away. That's it. Just like mutter something about, you know, I don't know. Just mutter to yourself, pretend like you're homeless and, and wander away. That's it. Just just walk away. You're not going to, there's no way to look good in that situation. You're just going to get drawn into some horrible thing. Okay. Second of all, he, uh, you know, he responds to the incident. And just because of the way things are in our country right now with Donald Trump and the whole thing, there's nothing this kid could say. He could be as politically correct as possible. He's still going to somehow end up, end up as the poster boy for white power. White supremacy. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not good. Well, the problem is already is so this video's gone viral it's been seen more than three million times on youtube it's kicked off this massive debate online which yeah. i'm sure is just completely racist <laughs> right you know it's like because that's that's what the internet is i mean did you see that uh that 
naive, innocent AI that Microsoft made a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes. Within one day, yeah. it was spewing Hitler comments and just saying horrible things about Asians. Yeah. Because that's what the internet is. Right. It's, and I think maybe deep down inside, everyone is racist. And it comes out when you have that veil of anonymity. Yes. Um, but so uh, anyway, this guy all of a sudden becomes, because he's white, and he's trying to take on this black girl saying, you have no right to tell me what I can wear. <laughs> Now you are yeah. the poster child of white supremacy. Somehow this Jewish hippie is now the new Heinrich Himmler. And that's the other know? thing. His, this kid, I mean, th- that's the thing. It's like, this kid was us back in, I guess we were a lot No, cooler. he's a hippie. Yeah, he's a he's hippie kind of a or like an urban yeah. uh, like techno guy. But his name is Corey Goldstein. We were both young Jews back at that back at that time with dreadlocks in college. Once we were, yes. Yeah. Did you ever have any altercations with an African-American person? I think I did on the subway once, um, and I I don't remember because I was high as fuck. But I remember they said something to me, and it rhymed. And it, when people say things that it rhyme, and then as, as, as somehow the rhyme makes it more valid, that annoys me. You know, like save the drama for your mama, or like any kind of aphorism that rhymes. That's like one of my pet peeves. I don't like. It. So, cotton mouth in the house. So I think I was, I was so hot. No, that doesn't rhyme. Anyway, uh, I, th- I I think I just involuntarily had some sarcastic re- reply, and they were just getting ready to fucking curb stomp me. So I got the fuck off the train. Yeah, you can't. You kind of have to control your back sass. I can't. No, you know, I can't I mean, control it. I don't even, I don't even wear pick when your I do battles it. here when you're by yourself. Yeah, and you're impaired on drugs. Right. As, you know, a similar situation happened to me. I was. I I don't remember, but I think. It was like probably early 2000s. Okay. Actually, I've had two altercations, two incidents. But it was early 2000s. I was at, I think I got really drunk and I passed out of my sister's house. It's the early aughts. Passed out of my sister's house and I was on the bar train going back to Oakland because I uh, lived with Lance at the time in Oakland. Um, it's the first Sick and Wrong studio. And so I'm on the bar train and I'm just stoned. I am so stoned. I'm just listening to my music, just waiting to see if I can pay enough attention um, to see my the stop so I can get off the train. Yeah. And then these three black girls in front of me who are just like, you know, weaves, like really black girls. Yeah. Uh, they look at me and the one girl's like, hey, hey, hey. And she's like tapping my shoulder. I was like, uh, yeah. And she's like, why you wear your hair like that? And I was like, come again? <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> like, I couldn't even believe I, that I was being asked this question. I was too high to even comprehend it. And I was like, what? And she goes, why you wear your hair like that? And I was like, because I like it. And she's like, that's dreads. That's my people. That's my culture. And she, same exact thing. And she's mm. like going off on me. And finally, I, I didn't really know what to say. I think I just looked at her and I was like, it's just hair. Yeah. Who cares? And, you know, why do you care? It's just hair. It's just a hairstyle. And she, yeah, she and her friend were going off. And I think I did say something like, so I'm not allowed to get a weave either. And then mm. at that point, they, they yep. all were like, oh, no, you didn't say that. And then it was like, I got to get off this train. So I just waited for the next train. Didn't the picked have dreadlocks yes yeah. the british savages who fought the romans I, didn't I didn't they know. have they painted their faces blue and they had dreadlocks and they looked scary you not, know not isn't only that, that the whole thing i mean not only that yeah. there were like multiple cultures like in yeah. egypt the germanic mm. tribes vikings pacific islanders early christians the aborigines so who can claim the dreadlock hairstyle i know it became popularized through uh you know jamaica bob marley reggae music mm. And Rasta culture. Yeah. But is this is this black girl who's wearing the dreads, is she Rasta? Well, here's the worst thing. They're both college students, I assume, right? Both of these people? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They both go to San Francisco State University. Because <sighs> it's like in 10 years, both of them are just going to watch this video and just be so embarrassed. <laughs> just shake their you heads. Because the, even the... the the kid with the dream, the Egyptian culture, <laughs> you know, like, God. Ugh. And that, the worst thing about it, I mean, it's now I look back at those pictures that made with dreads yeah. and yeah, it elicits a lot of laughter. Yeah. Amongst any girl that I'm dating, uh, my brother brings up some pictures of me with dreads quite often when yeah. I see him or when we're out with his mm. friends. He's like, yeah, look at my brother in the 90s. Yeah, it's funny. Yes. <laughs> and I think this is a, a similar situation to happen with this. Um... But yeah, I mean, it, what's what's come what's come from this is a huge. I think I think it's because we live in this racially charged time. Yeah, and you because you have people like Donald Trump, right? You know, who's inciting racial hatred and and bigotry, and then then now it's just everyone's on edge. Yeah, but what would what would you know what what would it compel this girl to grab a guy? Like I mean, she physically grabbed him and wouldn't let him leave. Like the yeah. guy at one point was like, "You know what? I gotta go. I'm, I'm not." Like, what would what do you do in that situation? Just defend yourself. Um, she would have kicked the shit out of that kid. Probably, yeah. Which would have made the video that right. much more viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a cocker spaniel could have kicked the shit out of this kid. So yeah, I don't know. Exactly. You know, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that situation. If someone's literally grabbing you. You know, the, the, the girls that accosted me on the bar train were just in my face yelling at me. And I was just too high to even want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but they didn't touch me. Like, yeah. I wasn't grabbed. Uh, one time, uh, the other incident was in New York in the 90s, uh, mid-90s, when uh, you, you used to have to go buy weed from, like, juice stores. And uh, oftentimes, these juice stores, if you had a car... Juice stores. The juice. Like, juice uh, Juice bar. Stores. Okay. Like, yeah, well, like you yeah. get a smoothie. So there all, mm. there'd be like these like <laughs> thuggish looking brother dudes mm. hanging out, you know, with like gold chains on and everything, making smoothies for tourists. But as soon as the tourists left, you flash on the card, they'd shut the door and like break out the chronic. Yeah. But now they have delivery services. So sure. they kind of replace the juice yeah. bars. But if you weren't in the know and if you didn't have that card... All the uh, like Rasta guys that would be outside. This is all in the Lower East Side back in the '90s when New York was still somewhat kind of sketchy. It was it was gentrifying rapidly though. Okay, um, they would come up to you and be like, "Ganja, ganja," mm. and they would sell you rabbit chow. Mm. I mean, how many times did that ever happen to you in New York? <laughs> it's happened to me like at least three times. Um, Washington Square Park, I bought rabbit chow. I definitely bought fake heroin. Yeah. in New York. Oh, Absolutely. we smoked it. Yeah, you know. Mm. Um, but anyway, my friend was like, just ignore them. Keep walking. Cause we're going to actually go to the, mm. the legitimate place where they get their weed from. Yeah. And so we're walking by and I just was like, no, thank you. Mm. And the guy was like, bomba clot. <laughs> and I was like, what did he call oh, me? Oh, Jamaica. <laughs> bomba clot. Yeah. Which, uh, Harrison actually pointed out is a rag used to wipe someone's anus. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, sure. Maybe. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> At the time I thought it was a term of endearment. Hmm. You know, I thought he was like, oh, hey, maybe me and me and my friend over there will go smoke a spliff and listen <laughs> to some jamming. Yeah. But uh, that didn't happen, actually. But anyway, yeah, you know, they, they bring up this point. So a lot of people, you know, they have professors of African-American culture weighing on in this, weighing in. And they're saying hair is a huge part of black culture. People choose braids, dreadlocks, choose a straightener weave. And a lot of people bring up these choices. So, so people ask, like, are black people appropriating white culture by straightening their hair? I'm not touching that with a fucking 10-foot <laughs> pole, motherfucker. Come on. You know, they say there's a difference between assimilation and appropriation. Hmm. But I don't think a white person would ever go up to a black person and be like, that is my hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that happening. 
What are you doing? Your hair, Excuse your shrinking me. hair. Excuse me, young man. <laughs> I think of this situation. Young lady. <laughs> I think of this situation. Is your hair naturally straight? In this situation. Excuse me. This girl could have gone about this discussion in a different manner. Yes. I think she could have been like, hey, excuse me, I have a question for you. Just satisfy my curiosity. Yes. And then asked him and had maybe a debate. But instead, she was very combative. She was. You know, the kid was defense you know, was defensive and trying to get away. And then she like, you know, actually assaulted him. I highly doubt this kid would ever press charges, obviously. Yeah. Um but you know, I wonder if it was the other way around. I think all in all what you know for my years of experience, and I'm sure Harrison might agree with this too. White guys with dreads, it's it's kind of gross. It's just gross. I don't know. I just don't. I think had white one guys, big one in the back. That's, you know? See, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had you know uh, black people we've talked about dreadlocks with, and and I was like, yeah, it smells like an old bathroom towel. He's like, really? Hmm. How, how do you clean your hair? And then he's like, here, smell this, and it's like, oh wow, that smells like some kind of incense. You know, it's well, like I've heard black people. I've had black. Like friends of mine say that when white people are wet, they smell kind of like that anyway. They smell like an old towel or like a dog. Now that's racist. I think it's true. I <laughs> think it might white be true. people don't smell like a wet dog. Yes, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I don't know because I smell like it, so I can't actually say. Any uh, black listeners, is this true? Do wet white people smell like a wet dog or an old towel? Men and women. Me- yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or I don't know. You know, I've heard this. <laughs> I just think dreadlocks, and I've learned this in time, especially looking back now and, and you know, talking to girls over the years since I've had dreadlocks. Most women find dreadlocks repulsive. They do. On white men. Right. You know, and it's like black people can pull it off. It's like, you know, it looks good on them. Like mm-hmm. their, their hair looks good. You know, their hair dreads properly. This guy looked like he used like some kind of rubber cement yeah. to like you know, uh, pull a, pull his hair together into locks. It's it's gross. I mean, and I'm if sure it smells. If your name isn't prefaced by industrial music icon, don't do it. Just you know, move on. It's fine. Yeah, I was so into that style. I used to wear because I had like a. I didn't have all my tattoos back then. I had a few mm. on my shoulders. Yeah. I used to wear sleeveless black shirts, like a black do rag, pushing my <laughs> dreads back, and occasionally black leather pants but they were like really worn down like motorcycle so pants. basically you looked like fucking hulk hogan going to court <laughs> and combat boots right hey i was you know it's it's it, that was the thing it was the 90s it was right. 1995 people yeah you know although i gotta say one thing the one thing that no, no matter how you know, black, I dyed my hair or sometimes I used to dye it like each other, you know, one, uh, one dread purple, one dread red, one dread black, you know, it's, it's the nineties and I'd wear like, you know, tat- black tattoos and all black all the time. It still did not stop people from in, in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, especially bros on a Friday night being like, Hey, counting crows. What's up, man? <laughs> and I'd be like, Jesus Christ. I want to stab you in the fucking eye. <laughs> Happened all the time. <laughs> What's up, counting crows, Mr. Jones. Though I do miss getting the weird, the black hair dye because I get the cheap, like, uh, you know, what stuff for like geared towards black women. Be like called like ebony essence or something. <laughs> Why do you use that? I don't know. That's what I use. It was cheap. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I used uh, Manic Panic. Oh, okay. That was the stuff yeah. like always sold like an alt no, alternative fu- store. Fuck all that. I get like 
you know, Jet Magazine's brand of fucking, uh, you know, hair products. That's what I do. Did you get your dreads Mr. professionally put Jones in? Mr. Jones and me. What? Did you go to like a salon to get your dreads put in? Um, no, I used, I like found it. Did you have a friend do it? Yeah, with beeswax. See, I, yeah. I went to, my brother had this uh, drag queen friend in Chicago named Jojo. Yeah. And so I just grew my hair out for two years. Mm. And, you know, I tried to do it myself when I was going to Jojo use beeswax? Yeah, it was like some kind of, you know, I think it, what he used was uh, this black tar stuff that yeah. they attach like okay. weaves with. Okay. It was just like, and he just kind of put it in and yeah, sure enough. I remember for like two weeks, I'm just like running away from bees all the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure it looked as great on you as it did on me. You know what, people, we're going to post a picture yeah. of Dee and Harrison in the 90s. Yes. Yeah, for your pleasure. Uh, this episode 526 here is Sick and Wrong. Uh, we have some Sick and Wrong news stories to get to and some phone calls coming up uh, coming up a little later. Before we get to that, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Ah, hello there. As a busy, young, professional couple, we were most pleased to avail of the promotional offer that Sick and Wrong has arranged with Adam and Eve. Taking advantage of coupon code DIDDLE, we purchased both a Vicky Quickie Pocket Pussy and an Emperor 8-inch Vibrating Dildo. Now, whenever the horn takes us, we delegate our tawdry acts to the machines by inserting the luxuriously strong Emperor Dildo into the tight folds of the Pocket Pussy we let our artificial organs fulfill their purpose while we get on with the more important things in life. More wine, dear? Why, yes. I don't mind if I do, my dear. If you aspire to the kind of lifestyle that we enjoy, why not come with us, not literally, as we visit adamandeve.com and enter coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. You'll receive 50% off, free gifts that you can donate to creepy Uncle Steve, but most importantly, peace of mind as you offload your sex lives to some plastic parts. Cheers. Cheers. So Harrison, we got some news stories here. Yo, um, yeah. The first one came in from uh, a girl named Amy. Actually, I met her in London. She's really cool. Yeah. If, if uh, you go to London, I'll definitely have to put you in contact with her. She's cool. Uh, she wrote, hey, D, hope you're well. This was too funny not to send to you guys. Genius. And I got to say, I read this and I was like, I have to plug this on the show because it is kind of funny. And not to mention it, it's something I had never heard of before. Okay. Uh Period underwear lets you bleed all over Donald Trump's face. Hmm. And Ted Cruz, too. Okay. Um, if you're not familiar with period panties, it's underwear made from special fabric that can replace the use of tampons and pads. Hmm. Have you ever heard of this? No. I'd never heard of this. Period no. panties. At first, my... Sounds my, like a... I don't know. I thought Sounds it was like, like an adult idea. diaper. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like you're waddling around just hmm. in a pool of blood in your crotch. Hmm. Uh, but apparently, it's it soaks up the blood. Okay. And it, you can't just wear it, you know, for six days. Like, I know you wear underwear for like for three or four <laughs> days straight, but you can't. You actually, I wear it until it disintegrates. <laughs> 
Um, you actually have to change it and wash mm. it after a few hours. Mm. Um, but anyway, this company, this ingenious company, innovative company, Cute Fruit Undies, decided to take the traditional period panty mm. and turn it on its head by putting the face of a politician who hindered women's reproductive rights right between the thighs. Mm. And if you look at their, if you go to Cute Fruit Undies website, there's a section where they call them blood dumpsters. And it's just a bunch of politicians mm. who have actively worked to pass legislation that will hinder women's access to abortions, birth control, or try to shut down a Planned Parenthood. Right. Which actually, to me, is a huge issue. Planned right. Parenthood has gotten, gotten me out of many difficult situations. Absolutely. Many yep. difficult situations. I love that place. It's great. I will always support Planned Parenthood. And I actually think it's a bit hypocritical for uh, Republicans not to support Planned Parenthood. Why is that? Because they hate people on unemployment. Right. And you think you would just, you know, no, cut it, it off at the, the get-go there. Preempt that. It, no, it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this uh, line of underwear is called Bloody Marys. Okay. And um, yeah, you know, you can, um, the, the panties feature the face mm. of these politicians and it includes Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, Mike Huckabee. You can bleed all over Mike Huckabee. Sarah Palin. So here's uh, what we should do. We should have a line of, Ted Cruz tooth booger dental dams. All right. That's what we need to do. <laughs> the fabric is moisture wicking, so it doesn't feel wet. It's leak proof and it's mm. antibacterial. That sounds great. I just yeah. like that phrase. I don't know. It's great. Anti-wicking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to their Etsy page, $3 of every sale goes to a Planned Parenthood location, the state affected by your chosen politician. It's brilliant. Okay. So uh, thank you, Amy, for sending that in. We're going to give it a plug. Etsy.com slash shop slash Cute fruit undies. Yeah. And also, hey, cute fruit undies, get a fucking domain, all right? And uh, you just put a little bit of code in there. You just put a referrer code. So you just refer the fucking HTTP to your goddamn Etsy. And that way you don't have to be like, oh, yeah, it's Etsy.com slash na-na-na-na-na. Like, just learn some basic fucking web shit, man. Yeah, you could you could have an actual website. I was, I was trying to right. find one, but Harrison's just, on the Etsy store. Jesus Christ. So... Uh, right. Second story here. You know, I it always blows my mind. Mm. Blows my mind. It gets my goat mm. when I read these stories about the police department announcing these fake warnings yes. and trying to get you know people to come in and give up a gun or or come in and be like you know we're passing out free TVs yeah. to anybody who hasn't been convicted of a crime in five yeah. years. Yeah, and then all these people show up and then they're like they run their records, be like busted, busted, mm. busted, mm. and like you know six people get arrested. This time, uh, someone fell for a police department's fake Ebola-tainted meth warning. Yeah. You know, Chastity Hobson. Chastity Hobson. Oof. That name. Yeah. You know, she's, she probably was a stripper. Now she uh, works the truck stops. Right. Um, you can already picture what she looks like. She took the bait and handed in her stash of meth for testing. Now she's in jail and faces charges. So this happened in Texas. She was arrested after she, she fell mm. for a police department's fake news alert, which warned that meth and heroin in the area could be tainted with Ebola. So they, they actually posted this warning on Facebook. If you have recently purchased meth or heroin in Central Texas, please take it to the local police or sheriff department immediately so it can be screened with a special device. You know, they're a special device. And then in all caps, do not use it until it's been properly checked for possible Ebola contamination. This is why cops are a bunch of fucking cocksuckers, you know, because assholes. first of all, if they weren't assholes, what they would have done is say, you know, uh, meth and heroin in the area have been infected with Ebola. So please throw it out. Dispose of your yeah, drugs. Yeah. 
And then people would just, you know, have to kick drugs and then they'd maybe be all right. I but s- no, no, no. Let's charge a woman with a fucking felony. You know, like, fuck you. Honestly. Assholes. This is like, yeah. to me, it smells of entrapment. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, if, if she could afford a decent uh, defense lawyer, which she can't. <laughs> Chastity, uh, I doubt Yeah, it. she'd be all right. She'd yeah. be all right. But no, 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 I don't think she can. So she, she's just fucked every which way. So fearing her drugs may contain the deadly virus, she took them to a police station for testing. She ended up being booked on drug charges. And in a bid to capture more gullible drug users, they repeated the warning for the rest of the week saying, please continue to report any possibly tainted methamphetamine or other narcotics for Ebola contamination. And uh, then, not on, on top of that, so just to add insult to injury here, yeah. they released a picture of Hobson and said she's the winner of the Facebook post challenge. <laughs> I declare fatwa. The goal. Yeah, this should be a fatwa right yeah. here. Um, jihad. No wonder. Uh, so please, many people in the, who viewed the post said they th- found it funny. You could laugh at uh, Chastity's stupidity. Yeah, let's... Gullibility. Let's, I mean... But a lot of people dubbed it unprofessional. It, is this becoming of a police officer? No, no. No, yeah. it's, it's becoming of, of, of scum, of the worst kind of scum. This is why people hate the popo. Yeah. You know, and, and with, with the popo, the popo's response I mean, said, this is the kind of shit that's funny to cops, though, if you've ever been arrested. You it, know, they, this is they, exactly. Oh, it's so funny. Your, your fucking horrible misfortune. It's hilarious to them. I mean, think about chastity. Her mind's just completely scrambled on methamphetamine. Yeah, she yeah. She can't think clearly. <laughs> you know, she probably can't even go to Rite Aid and buy toilet paper. Yeah, or you can't even go back to McDonald's to ask for milk. Exactly. That they're supposed to give you with your coffee. And so her mind scramble on drugs. Then she sees this posting that says, oh my God, my drugs might have Ebola. So yeah, you know, she's probably going to be like, man, I should go get it tested with a special device. Yeah. You know, no. and that, that makes sense to her. She probably rationalized it over like hours. Right. You know, <laughs> while she's picking at her skin and sitting in the corner with bug eyes. Surprised she managed to leave the house, to be honest, but okay. Yeah, no, don't you no. kind of go back and forth and weigh the decision? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure she she actually had the wherewithal to leave yeah, her house and yeah. go get charged with that. Where are my friends. shoes? Ah, I can't find the thing. Ah, you know. It's the hard. police the police department said that they wanted to show that all parts of the enforcement world includes our sense of humor. God, what a bunch of scumbags! Yeah, the drug war. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> ah, knee slapping topic there. It's funny. All right, what do you have here? You have a story, don't you? Yeah, I have a hilarious story of someone who hung themselves in their fucking jail cell. <laughs> no, that's not what I have. Um, I have a... Mike sends this into us and says, The curse of sick and wrong. Remember this guy from last month? Remember this? Uh, and this one is the headline is, Gunman admits to killing Texas man caught having sex in Las Vegas Ferris wheel. Claims the murder was in self-defense. Oh, wait, I remember this guy. Yeah. He's the guy that was in Vegas. Uh, to go, He was going to get married to his fiancée, but then they got in a fight, and then yeah. he picked up some skank on the street, and then went up <laughs> the Ferris wheel and banged her, and everybody could see it. Yeah, and yeah. then he got arrested, and then his fiancée bailed him out. Bailed him out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A touching tale that ended in murder. It's like, that's a rom-com. Yeah. A Texas gunman admitted to killing the man famous for having sex on a Las Vegas Ferris wheel, but claims the murder was out of self-defense. I told police I shot him. I didn't have anything to hide, Brian Watts, 28, told someone in a prison interview. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What's a prison interview? (laughs) So they went into the prison and interviewed him, you know. 
Or, or it's, he told another prisoner, maybe. But it know? sounds like something yeah. like, you know, oh, yeah, he took a prison shower. Yeah. <laughs> prison interview. Had to, it has to involve a rectal exam. It's a weird story. It's very confusing, and it makes kind of makes no sense. But Watts was in the car with his brother, Aaron Jones. The Vegas sexcapade artist, Philip Panzica, and his ex-fiance, Misty Bozant, sitting up front. Panzica was picking up Bozant from her shift at the Vivid Strip Club at about 5 a.m. when violence broke loose. Wow, who'd have thought that Misty was a stripper? <laughs> Misty Bozant, yeah. I never would have thought she was a stripper. <laughs> mm. Huh. So the guy admitted to the shooting and said, I began to feel like we were in danger, Watts told the local station. Philip was reaching for something. Watts said he was worried the couple wanted to steal the $700 in cash he had on him after they refused to take him home. Hold on a second. So he's the Panzica, the uh, the the Ferris wheel Lothario. Yes, he was he was picking up his uh, stripper girlfriend, fiance, and these two guys just were in their car. They didn't know the two guys that were in no. The they were seat. supposed to hang out with these people, so they're friends with them. They're kind of friendly with them. Is anyone friendly? In, they were, like, is they anyone were fr- trustworthy in Vegas? I wouldn't this get in, in the car with anyone in Vegas. This is in Texas. Oh, okay, pay Texas. attention. All right, all right. This, yeah, this happened in because the, they're fr- they were travel they were in Vegas to get married, but they're from Houston. Oh, okay, so they're from all right. So yeah. this happened in Houston, and Houston's just like you just get shot for you know just for going to the a lot store. of gang violence there. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Misty Bazant, the ex-fiance, said Watson Jones should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Watts' story contradicts the Houston police and Bazant's report, which says that Watson Jones were robbing the couple in a carjacking. Panzica had a $4,000 check from an interview he and his ex-fiance did for Inside Edition in the car and was bragging about his newfound fortune. <laughs> Wait, so he did an interview on Inside Edition yeah. because he had sex with the girl in the Hey, man, wheel. look at this. I got $4,000 from, say, your Inside Edition. It's probably a lot of money. I'm going to get Panzica. me one of them McMansions. Uh <laughs> Police said Watts threatened, you need to come clean before opening fire and shooting him several times with a handgun. Ow, come clean. What do you mean? What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. These, uh, none of this real, the story is really confusing. And I don't think, I don't even think the police know really what happened. Philip didn't even have time to talk. The guy just shot him like five times in the head, said Misty Bazant. Maybe I, he ripped him off or something. Yeah. I was like, baby, stay with me. I could still see his heart beating, but his eyes were just glassy. Um, so, goddamn. Well, he got shot in the head. What do you think his eyes are going to be right. like? <laughs> Watson Jones then dumped the Ferris wheel fornicator on the side of the road and sped off with M- Bozant's cash in her stolen car. See, it doesn't help that if you have a self-defense, you know. Wait a second. She's The car that they were driving was stolen? No, no, no. <laughs> Or no, okay. She, oh, they stole, they stole it from her car, car. Yeah. and took her money yeah. that she had. Okay, yeah. so this is a, a murder robbery. Yeah, yeah. It's like a puzzle. Yeah, hmm. It's like a puzzle for stupid. What did they do with Misty? They threw her out of the car. Oh, so she's just stuck on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They dumped the yeah. They dumped the body, and then uh, they I don't know. She got out of the car. So hmm. yeah, that's a quandary. So, uh, but the guy, the killer, the accused killer said, I'm deeply sorry for the loss. They are in my prayers. But that's what the killer said? Yeah. Well, it's your fault. Hmm. You know, you wouldn't be praying for them if you didn't murder them. 
So yeah, that's what happened with these guys. And so they caught them, uh, what, just driving the stolen car around? It doesn't say how they caught them. Idiots. Yeah, but he admitted to the crime, hmm. which somehow feels... Makes I, I, th- fit, I yeah. think there's a, a huge piece of information missing from this puzzle. Yes. I think there's something going on. What I This is what my expert opinion is hmm. in this situation. They were going to have those guys hook them up with a bunch of blow or heroin or something, so they had a bunch of money, and then... They're driving around and these guys were like, you know what? We're just going to rob you. The alleged killer said he had met them about two weeks ago and Jones wanted to hang out with them that night. They wanted to hang out. Hmm. Yeah. They're definitely a drug deal. Don't you? Drugs were involved in some way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think maybe this guy probably did buy a bunch of drugs and didn't pay them back. Right. And so they're getting a ride and he's like, you know, it's cool. It's cool. My girl's getting off of work. She's going to have like three grand. I'll be able to pay you back. It'll be all good. And then sure enough, he's like, you know what? Maybe we could work out another deal. And the guy's like, you got to come clean. Mm. Bam. Capped him. Detective Chief Inspector D. Simon. Although you got to, you got to kind of question this guy's timing with the capping. You know, they're driving in a car. He's the driver. Why would you shoot the driver in the head? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, if he was in the passenger seat, sure. Plus, how do you shoot? Did the guy have a gun? They said they shot him in self-defense. How do you, you know? It, I the think, self-defense thing doesn't really make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any but, sense. Well, he's just no. kind of grasping his straws. Yeah. Anyway. But well, here's the thing about this guy, right? I remember when we told this story before about him in the Ferris wheel that I was kind of lamenting. Because this guy, you know, gets in a fight and goes off by himself and meets some skank and fucks her in a fucking Ferris wheel. If I go off by myself in Vegas, I'm just playing the goddamn, you know, the fucking Dracula slot machine for fucking three hours. You, you know, might meet a homeless guy that's going to sell you some crack. I might. That might happen. <laughs> that is something you do that might kind happen. of attract weirdos. Yeah, I do. Yes. You're a magnet for weirdos. Yeah. You know. So I, I bet, but I highly doubt you're going to have some hot 21-year-old girl come over and be like, hey, let's just go fuck on a Ferris wheel. Fuck no. Yeah. But that's the thing. I think this guy, I think he has that certain... Um, panache? That certain panache that just yeah. attracts this kind of these kind of situations, which can make a very interesting life, but usually a very short one. Yeah, no, that's, that's an astute observation. Yeah. There's a certain type of guy, like I noticed this when working at the strip clubs, that dated these strippers yeah you know usually like uh, a lot of those girls were single except they're these these guys yeah. and these guys they used to call them suitcase pimps mm. because they're so charming they look pretty good and they would live off these strippers yeah like they didn't pay any rent right. most of them did not work and the girls you know paid for all the food usually paid the rent yeah and um you know bought all the drugs and then these guys would show up every now and then to collect their money you, you definitely know? need a certain je ne sais quoi to pull that kind of shit off. You know? I think A, I'm too short. B, I'm too Jewish, uh, too Jewy. I'm uh, not attractive enough to pull this off. And also, I have um, you know ethics. You know, I'm not, yeah. not going to be able to live off of a woman. I just, I, I, it's not in my moral compass. I to wish do it. I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> That's what you need to be to date a stripper like that. Mm. Um, final story here. Sent in from Jessica. You might have seen this, uh, seen this story, and because um, it was going around a couple different blogs. But yeah, uh, ma- makes you um, gave me some ideas. North Carolina mom charged with murder, ordered photos with the deceased daughter. Ah, you're like, well, how how could she have photos with someone who's dead? Ghost spirit photography. Ghost spirit photography, yeah. right here. Brilliant idea. Vaginal ectoplasm. <laughs> exactly. 
Fayetteville, North Carolina. A Pennsylvania photographer is furious after creating photos of a Fayetteville mother with her deceased daughter after the mother was charged with first-degree murder. Her name is Jeannie Diddy. That's the name of the mother. She's an active soldier at Fort Bragg. She Mm. was arrested Thursday and charged in the murder of two-year-old Macy Grace. Also charged as Diddy's boyfriend, Zachary Kiefer. I gotta say, Macy Grace probably would have had a future in porn. Yeah. With these two parents. But who knows? You never you just know. G- you could just give your child a last name that neither parent has. <laughs> you could just do that. I, d- I guess yeah, you can. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I think Macy Grace is her middle name. Oof. Macy Grace. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Uh, both the parents are charged with first degree murder and negligent child abuse inflicting serious bodily injury. Macy Grace was taken to the hospital December 2nd, died December 4th. Hmm. Well, right after she died, the mother reached out to Sonny Joe a photographer in Pennsylvania who creates portraits of family members with their deceased loved ones. So he's kind of like a spirit world photographer. Like, I was wondering, is he a medium? Does he contact these ghosts or does he have a special camera? Sonny Joe is a man. Sonny Joe is a man. Sonny Joe, yes. Sonny Joe is a man. I'm just trying to, yeah. Um, In this case, Joe said Diddy reached out for photos with her daughter uh, earlier this year. So So she had some photos earlier this year, taken with her daughter. And then um, she contacted him saying, you know, I know you, you work with deceased subjects, mm. so I want some photos with my deceased daughter. And uh, you got to check out this guy's site, actually. It's amazing. SunnyJoePhotography.com. Okay. One more time tribute photos, it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, so Sunny Joe felt so bad for the grieving mother that, she, that he decided to do $500 worth of work for free. Because of the situation. Mm. I don't know what she told him. I don't. I highly doubt she said like, oh, me and my boyfriend beat my child mm. to death. Now I need some pictures mm. so the cops don't know that I actually did it. They think I'm grieving. Um, no, I don't think she said that. Uh, the touching images. I don't know if touching is, the, is, is the proper word. I would say maybe mm. disturbing or unsettling. Uh, the touching images uh, Joe created showed Diddy with an angelic Macy Grace. These were created through special effects in the in the graveyard, so they're in the she's yeah. in a graveyard, and there's like her ghost. He obviously just added it in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple what he did there. Put some diffused edges on there. Yeah. But it is it's it's really cheesy and it's rather. But how do you do that without putting like Egon Spangler fucking firing up a proton pack in the <laughs> Never background? Never cross the yeah, streams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, after creating the images for free, Sonny Joe was shocked. Shocked to see Diddy charged with murder in the case. Mm. Yeah, he called the detective in charge of the case. He said, I find I find out that she wanted these photos just to lie to the public, to cover up what she did so she can look like the grieving mother. Mm. And he was upset about it. So apparently the uh, the pair here, uh, Diddy's boyfriend, Zach, and, and Diddy, uh, will be tried. They, they don't know if they'll be tried in one case or separately. Uh, the injuries to little Macy were deemed homicidal. Hmm. Was it an accident? No, I think they beat... I think it was this abuse. I think mm. they just beat the girl to death. Okay. They don't really say how. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do you really need to hear those details, no. Harrison? No, I don't. <laughs> Keep you up late at night. I think the point of the story here is yeah. the fucking ghost child in right. photos. All right, all right. <laughs> but what, I, what gave me an idea, which I was thinking this would be yeah. great, I kind of want to do this, is I think you and I should take some pictures. Mm. Like maybe, I don't know, having a picnic at Griffith Park or on a paddle boat in the Echo Park Lake or something or Silver Lake. Yeah. And uh, 
I don't actually know if you could take a paddle boat in Silver Lake. I think you can in Echo Park. In though. Echo Park, yeah. yeah. And then send send the pictures to this guy and see if he can put mm. a ghost lance in the background. Okay. Like a ghost a- ghostly apparition of Wackerly. Yeah. Maybe, you know, people, those might be the next prince. Uh, don't hold your breath, though. Cause... That would be the closest interaction <laughs> I've ever had with the man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you mm. never actually met him. Nope. Uh, it'd be great, I, I, but you know, I would want Wackerly to be like a vengeful ghost. Like he's jealous that mm. I'm like having a picnic with you, okay? You know, and not him. So I, <laughs> I, I'd want to tell them that I kind of want it more of like instead of an angelic Wackerly floating, like an mm. like an angry, you know, poltergeist. Sure, yeah, yeah, and that might be kind of cool. All right. Anyway, people, send in stories. Stick around podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Got some phone calls to get to. Two zero six 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 three eight four six is that number. Before we get to our first call. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. First call is a guy who actually saw me. Yeah, I was I was spotted in the street, but he didn't say hi. He didn't come over and say, "Hey, D. Simon, I want to shake your hand. Let's take a selfie so I can post it to Instagram." There's nothing like that. He just kind of saw me and then quickly ran away as fast as he could. He Most didn't come up to you and was like, "Why do you wear your hair like that?" <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Okay, let's play this one. All right. Hey, D. My name is Chris from Orange County. I haven't called in in a long time. Wait a second. Is this Chris Burke from the uh, from the show Life Goes On? Remember that? Was that... I always get that mixed up with um, the Chris Elliott show. Wait, no, that was the... What? You know, Chris Burke. Remember him? He had Down syndrome. He lives in that... Corky? Corky. He sounds oh, like Corky. Okay, all right. He just kind of sounds like Corky. <laughs> if this is Chris Burke, please, like, yeah. seriously, Chris Burke, if you see me walking on the street, I would love to meet you in person. I always thought his name is Corky. All right. Um, but I'm pretty sure I just saw you outside Noel Fielding. No, he, he's just got a fucking deep voice. All right. You think everybody's a re- You think everybody that calls in is a fucking <laughs> retard. He's not. All right. All right. What? And I uh, recognize you by the sound of your voice. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Well, that was incomprehensible. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know okay. what was going on over there. Yeah. Um. You know, I got really drunk at that show afterwards. What show Thursday. is this? Uh, Noel Fielding from oh. the Mighty Boosh oh, yeah. uh, did like a solo comedy show. Okay. Uh, over at um at uh, the Fonda. I, I, you know, I thought it was hilarious. So I'd like to know what you think about it, Chris Burke. I mean, I thought it was funny. You didn't know Chris Burke was a fan of Noel Fielding. Yeah. But um, that's cool. Um, yeah, then he has a very, a variegated fan, like a uh, demographic. But mm. no, he's, he was, it was great. It was over at the Fonda 
And I was wondering what Noel Fielding would do. Have you ever have you ever been a fan of the Mighty Boosh? Yes. So Mighty Boosh was great. And you had to, you know, you had Noel Fielding, you had Julian Barrett, so it was kind of like the weird funny guy and the straight man funny guy. Yeah. But then, you know, they, the the Mighty Boosh Mighty Boosh broke up. And so then Noel Fielding went on to do his own solo show. Yeah. That was just fucking bizarre. Hmm. Like, it was even hard to watch. I don't even think I finished this. Like, did you ever see that, his solo show? No. It's really I only, I watched the Mighty Boosh, but I didn't really know, like, what the guy's names were or what the, Noel you know. Fielding's the guy with the black hair. Okay, yeah. Uh, like, the hipster-looking, like, long-haired guy. Okay. Um. So anyway, this show that he did, Noel Fielding's, I forget, like, stories with Noel or whatever it is. And it was just bizarre. And so, so a, lot of, a lot of his stand-up involved jokes from that show and characters from that show so i wasn't mm. too familiar with it but it was actually it worked it was kind of funny not to mention uh, uh rich vulture i uh, was there and, and Noel fielding's brother naboo who played naboo and mighty boo so you know the three of them it, it was it was pretty good a lot of audience participation yeah a lot of audience audience interaction going on which is kind of cool we were sitting all the way up in front uh, it's at the Fonda. We were sitting up in the front, but on the a stage right, right behind this like massive railing that kind of looked like prison bars. Yeah. So Noel Fielding was like, oh, you guys are in the pedo section, the pedo section. The I don't pedophile. Know what you did. I don't know what you did to get over in the pedo section. Mm. So he kept saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the show was great. Mm. And uh, honestly, Chris Burke, if you see me out there, you know, mm. come over and say hi. I was probably drunk, mm. just like, you know, yelling in my mm. whiny, nasally voice about something. Something insignificant. I play a pedophile that's wrongly accused. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you know, I've, you know, Harrison, you're going to notice. You're going to start getting recognized. And it's never by anyone you want to meet. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to yeah. have hot girls come up to you at bars, believe yeah, me. Yeah, no. That's not going to happen. Okay. Um, but you might meet a bro every now and then. Uh, the next uh, the next call here is a guy who uh, is referencing Harrison, I guess, was talking about the word cabron, even though he's not Mexican. Um, but yet you had cabron. Your, yeah, you had your own definition of it. Well, this guy's claiming mm. that your definition of cabron might not be correct. Okay. Uh, yo, uh, I just heard you guys talking about, or Harrison was talking about, what does cabron mean? And he's talking some some shit about goat horns or something, but that's not like that's not what it means at all wait hold on hold on a second what do you say you're to cuckolded goats well (laughs) etymologically is that a word the etymology of of the word you know cabron basically means goat in spanish how are these goats being cuckolded by who no 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 you know how in medieval times a cuckold had horns for some reason oh yeah you had the cuckold horns yeah okay all right um, so this, it implies, you know, it implies at least etymologically. Okay. I, you know, I don't know okay. what the, right. yeah. All right. It's the, the origin kind of, of term of endearment. Uh, like when you're, I guess, like friends with somebody, my dad used to call me cabron all the time. When I was a kid, come here cabron, like come, come over here and like, uh, let's watch this movie or something. Yeah. It's, it's, he wasn't, he wasn't dissing on you. He's more being like. What's up, homie? Here, have your your whatever the fuck you order, sausage, sausage egg, and cheese McGriddle or whatever. Anyways, that's all. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for calling in there. So it's a, it's a it's a term yeah. of endearment. Yeah, I mean that might actually be what it means now. You know. Huh. I've heard it used. I feel like in movies I've heard it used as both a term cabron. of endearment and an insult, like pendejo. 
you know? Well, Pendejo is, and like Maricón would be. Right. But hmm. this, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean... So, so, so it's like saying, hey, chum, or, or like, uh, you know, my, my, my auntie mm. and my grandmother used to call me Bubby. So Bubby right. is kind of, a, yeah. is that the same kind of thing? Like a, I don't a, think an it endearing is. term? I, I think, I think it's like, you know, when I'm like, hey, asshole, how you doing to you? you so know? do you think it's kind of like, you know, I have other friends that call me Heeb every now mm. and then, but it's like, not like, they're not obviously not anti-Semites. Carol O'Connor? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 So uh, maybe it's something like that where it's like an insulting term but used in a friendly manner. Mm. I only know basic kitchen Spanish, so I don't I don't really know. Kitchen Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> uh think you know another guy called in here and was saying in telling us the meaning of a different term. All right. I sick and wrong. I'm finally buzzed enough to call on this. Is this Crispin Glover? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. this, this show is star-studded Get tonight. your goddamn hands off for her. <laughs> McFly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. Mm. What's funny about this guy is he's saying, like, he can't just call us sober when he's thinking clearly. He's like, I'm finally buzzed enough to call you the show. It's like, actually, you know what, though? Maybe call us before you get this buzz so we can actually, you know, Sometimes you turn a corner. Pro- you know? Properly. All right. You lose your inhibitions. Yeah. It's about the feller wanted to call his girlfriend a cunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicks don't like to be called a cunt. Cunt means gash or open wound. And they don't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> yeah. And also, he was complaining about fucking fat chicks. Well... You ain't a man till you rolled a fatty. What? All right. <laughs> Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Wow. These, wow. Word, these words of wisdom here. What is this? Mm. So, the, so the word cunt refers to a gash or an open wound. Yeah. I mean, mm. well, I, no, he's right. I just looked it up. Really? It refers to an open wound? Yeah. Well, tell how. What's the definition of cunt? Where are you looking at? The form is similar to Latin cunnis, female, female pudenda, which is likewise of disputed origin, perhaps literally gash, slit, or literally sheath. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it, 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 apparently, it's up for debate. Okay, but that is that is uh, that is one arguable etymology of the term. Yes. So it actually comes from because you know yeah. uh, I read that even in Chaucerian times, like Chaucer right. used to use the word quaint. Which is the... Uh, and that comes here. It's uh, from the wife of Bath's Tale when yeah. she says, What aileth thou to Gruca thus ungron? Is it for ye volde how my quinta alone? Yeah, my, my quaint, which is the, yeah. uh, the, the origin of the term cunt and right. eventually became the term cunt. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many girls would hear the word cunt and be like, he is calling me an open wound or a gash. I think they would be very insulted. In abril von Zephyrus hath eek his sweet breath. The only people who can throw who can throw around the term cunt are women. Only women really no, can use that word. Oh no, British guys can do it. Well, British guys can call each other cunts. Yeah, you could call a yeah. man a like cunt. I, yeah. yeah, you can call a man a cunt. Here, you might even if you did that, you might even get some looks. You know, but in England, yeah, it's in fine. England, you, in England, like you could every other fucking word. Yeah, know? no, they, they say cunt. Yeah, like yeah, yeah the, the Cockneys, Englishmen could say cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think only in he, only in the U.S. only women can call each other cunts. Right, and even then, I'd be careful. Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. This uh, this 
this fat chick thing. Everybody needs to roll a fatty. Is that what he said? That's what he said. That's kind of a reference to uh, rolling a joint. So yeah. Hmm. All right. Now, now you're a fucking etymologist now. Yeah, right. you know, I'm just trying to figure okay. out the meaning of words. You know, every yeah. now and then, Harris, you can fucking learn something from the right. show. You know? <laughs> I guess so. It's educational. Yeah. Uh, so the the final uh, the final uh, call here is a guy mm. who actually I think has a fetish for your cotton mouth. This is the second guy who said that. I don't know. Some guys I think listen huh. to it and they start hearing your cackling, crackling sounds <laughs> and they get boners, like they get erections. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's say this. It's a weird fetish. Hey, guys. Just calling in to give you some feedback on a little thing that I heard. Uh, you know, you guys were talking about... Uh, heard the, the British gentleman saying that he liked the sound of Harrison's uh, cotton mouth. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, an interesting conversation. But I, uh, I'll tell you... Why it doesn't bother me? I actually, I actually kind of like it too because uh, it reminds it just reminds me of uh, being fucking stoned out of your mind, smoking mm. some really good weed. Always gives me some pretty fucking hefty cotton mouth, and uh, even though uh, if I was to guess, I wouldn't guess that Harrison's uh, doing the show stoned. But uh, it sure fucking sounds like he's lit with the, <laughs> that tongue fucking slapping on the stick of the roof of your mouth, bro. But it doesn't bother me at all. I'm fucking at all. You're doing a great job. I guess I'm one of the uh, sexually secure males in your audience. <laughs> This I'm guy is what owned off yeah, his gourd, yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, fucking steel sucks. Love <laughs> 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 you guys. <laughs> yep. well, this guy. Oh. This guy just went to the dispensary and got, like, a gram of Blue Dream, a gram of Gorilla Glue, and a gram of Bubble Gum. Yeah, Rolled God. it all up into one joint and just smoked that. Dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, people? If you want to know what Harrison is like being stoned, um, I would say, what is, you know that, that Dario Argento movie, Suspiria? Remember the person that was like really freaked out in that movie? It was like kind of like having just this like anxiety attack. But uh, we yeah. thought it was like ghosts and they're like they're freaked out. That's what Harrison is. Harrison doesn't smoke weed because he freaks out the fuck out like you freak out i have an anxiety attack and then i fall asleep yeah and then like i I could see you probably you know tinfoil hat hiding in a box kind of thing yeah screaming at your cat Uh uh-huh you know i couldn't see you coming in for an hour and a half and talking to this whiny tattooed jew about news topics yeah i don't think i don't think you could do this show stoned yeah i couldn't do this show stoned either well if my cat hadn't been cuckolded by the wife of bath (laughs) i wouldn't have to fucking scream at her but, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. Like, you hear a lot of people, like, you know, they're really into marijuana. They're like, oh, I, you know, I'm stoned all day. I'm stoned at work. It's, and I always think, you know, even when I smoked a lot of weed, mm. like now I smoke it every now and then, but when I smoked a lot of weed, like back, you know, back when I was younger in my 20s, I never smoked at work. I never wanted to be high at work. Yeah. You have to deal with people and do things that are, are not fun. Yeah. You know, it's like when I get high, I want to, like, you know, watch a movie or something. Right. 
you know, or just or go eat ice cream or whatever. Just mm. do something that's not work. Right. So I think this doing this show high would suck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'd be fun. It depends. You know, it depends on. I mean, I know some people that are just high all the time. They just smoke pot out of an apple all day, and they just that works for them. Do, you know? do they know that you can actually buy utensils that you can smoke out of? They're called pipes. But it's easier if you're doing shit on the DL. You but know, they, they carve an just, apple out instead yeah. of just getting a. Why yeah. would uh, I guess maybe in a you don't rehab have to carry a pipe around? You got to fly around. You just pick up an apple. You know, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah I suppose mm. apples are easy. Do you ever smoke out of an aluminum can? Yes. Yeah, I've done that too. <laughs> Smoked, uh, oh God, a number of things out of an aluminum can. Yeah. I think uh, the most ingenious way of I've ever, like DIY type of smoking is, you ever do a gravity bong using a two liter? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where you like, you put like yeah. tin foil with the, with the weed on top. Mm, yeah. And then you light it and then you like dip it or you, you lower it into the water, then pull mm. it up and it sucks all this weed. Okay, that and I haven't then, done. Then you got to remove yeah. the top and like mm. suck out all the weed and it's just mm. this huge hit. Yeah. Yeah, we used to, you know, that's the one thing about pot. It does make you somewhat creative in coming up with ways to smoke more pot. Like, it's not going to make you creative and like, I'm going to, you know, write a, a the great American novel. No, right. because you're not, you, you can't focus. Yeah. You know, but what it will help you do mm. is come up with more ingenious ways to smoke more pot. As can BDSM. Because you're like, I'm going to make a spreader bar out of this broom, you know? <laughs> you know, I have this size feather, but I could have 10 feathers even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, people call Sick Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Do you think that yeah, like went through? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that like subliminally they're going to remember that? Maybe. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> um, iTunes is the best way to listen to the show. Also, boost exposure and visibility for us. Mm. And I've noticed that motherfuckers are not leaving comments. Emphasis on the term motherfucker. But no, we appreciate it. If you go to iTunes, you do a search for sick and wrong and you subscribe, rate, comment. We, we, it, it does boost visibility for the show. Word. Easy way to support us. And cheaper than buying a t-shirt. Um, speaking of which, t-shirts are available. Yeah! Do you see the pictures I posted with Ryan Keeley? No, actually. Yeah, they're on uh, Facebook. Oh. You know, I... Hmm. I I suspect yeah. that Facebook will throttle certain posts unless you pay to boost it. Have you noticed that? I have seen that, yeah. So sometimes I'll post something on Facebook and mm. get, you'll get like you know 60 likes. But other times I'll post you'll get two. So I don't know how that works. God, what a bunch of scumbags. But anyway, yeah. Ryan Keeley came over because I, mm. I initially I had a picture of you wearing the shirt. And I think most people would agree with me. Mm. They'd rather see Ryan Keeley wearing the shirt. Ah, yeah. with no pants on. Hello. Yeah. So. Uh, Good morning. Then she she took a picture like uh, on her on her shitter and yep. uh, took a selfie and sent that to me too. So I posted that as well. Very nice. So anyway, it just shows you what the shirt looks like and uh, why you should have one, or at mm -hmm. least buy one for your loved one, maybe for their birthday or their quinceañera. Yes. It's a good time to, for their say. I think it's a good time to buy a second wrong tea. But, we, but they're selling quickly. And people that ordered it, I'm shipping them on Monday. I have like 20 shirts to pack up and, uh, and ship out. Uh, so get them while you still can. com slash store. And the other uh, big piece of news, we have a competition, a contest going on right now. The Sick and Wrong theme song competition. Uh, essentially, we need a new theme song and we want you to make one for us. And then you can send us submissions so we can rip on you and listen to them here on the show. And then we can have people vote. Yeah. You know, we can be a people We've vote. We've already gotten a few. 
Yeah, we, yep. yeah, we, you know, we got one that was a standout hmm. compared to the other ones, right? But we have had a, a few, but we need more. I want to like play at least. Yeah, we got to get, some, know, more. get yeah, some more. Like, yeah, like uh, five Rack or six, up. we can play on the show. So send us to cigarettepodcast at hotmail.com. Remember, thirty seconds or under, and you got to say the, the the name of the show. Yeah, uh, sick and wrong podcast. You don't necessarily have to name the hosts. Um, but you can actually just you can you, you can if you want yeah you know that's why I'm leaving this you know completely open mm. you know other than the thirty seconds and saying the name of the show it's it's you know it's be creative impress us yeah you know it could be rock it could be techno it could be something weird it could be folk yeah you know um but we have, we've received a few good submissions but we want more I'd like to play at least ten here on the show and uh, the winner actually wins. A huge bag of like 20 DVDs of uh, from Ryan Keeley's porn collection. Yep. Handpicked. Oh, yeah. And a signed copy of her penthouse magazine. She was like, Do you, she was like why don't you give this to listeners? Hmm. She's getting rid of her, all, all of her porn. So I was like, okay. All right. So think about it. Ryan Keeley has masturbated to these porn. Yeah. To this, this porn collection. So uh-huh. you could win it. And then the runners up, uh, second, third place, will get uh, new t-shirts. So... Um, Send in your submission, 30 seconds, say the name of the show, com. Finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week. Harrison, did you hear about this this woman, the Alberta mother, who wrapped her thoughts on the transgender guidelines that are being passed in her state? No. So she made her own rap. Oh. Yeah, about uh, why she feels these trans these new transgender guidelines mm-hmm. are um, inappropriate. Oh. Yeah. What, what are the guy like... So a concerned, quote unquote, Canadian mom, um, I want to say bigoted Canadian mom, Mm -hmm. unveiled a new transphobic rap video earlier this month with a message that new LGBT inclusive legislation in schools, she claims it makes reality skewed and creates an identity confused. Hmm. So apparently this new law came out that, um, that protects gender and sexual orientation diversity in schools. Mm-hmm. And so under Bill 10, it's not binding, but it creates guidelines for policies and regulations that explicitly protect LGBT students, including allowing them to use the bathroom of their gender identity and establishing gay straight alliance groups at school. Yeah. So I think that was the whole issue is like now you can you know, use the bathroom that you identify with. Right. Instead of just like it's male or female. Sure. I'm uh, sure Steele would probably make a rap about this. Right. But anyway, the Alberta mob rapper identifying the video as M.H. Weeby appears to be most agitated by the bathroom issue in her cringe-inducing song, Gender Bender. So yeah, we're going to end the show with this cringe-inducing song, Gender Bender. Um, Thanks to a transphobic Alberta mother. Great. Uh, People will be back next week with episode 527. Until then, take a sleazy. Come on, come on, what's all the fuss over transgender washrooms we discuss? Is this really, really such the issue to focus and put our taxes to? Can we focus rather on educating rather than mere facilitating? We should stop and calculate the cost while teachers' jobs take cuts and loss. Are there six, perhaps 13 in essence, children in Alberta who switch gender pretense? No, this is not the issue to legislate or to pursue this is just a fender bender all over sex and gender can we pick another issue than to change our bathrooms for a few 
listen, listen to what I say. The animal kingdom is smarter this way. The animals, oh, they lead with more guile. Their offspring keep their gender in the wild. If we can't address male and female, we've lost our purpose. In life, we fail. If our children lose their identity, this will be sad for our future. You see, my heart goes to the fatherless and abuse. I guess that's why we have some confused. I am a concerned mother of three. Keep male and female washrooms where our children can pee. This is just a fender bender all over sex and gender. Why make reality skewed and create identity confused? Stand up, stand up, children of grace, speak up and take your rightful place. Mothers and fathers, the backbone of society. Why would we change legislation over notoriety? If we change the legislation in a generation, we'll result in anger, pain, frustration. Why would we make life so great? Please, citizens, let's seize the day. This is just a fender bender all over sex and gender. What about our destiny? Can we bring back stability? Seize the day, seize the day. Fathers and mothers begin to pray. Seize the day, seize the day. Speak up for children in this way. Seize the day, seize the day. Fathers and mothers begin to pray. Seize the day, seize the day. Speak up for children in this way. Seize the day, seize the day. Fathers and mothers begin to pray. Seize the day, seize the day. Speak up for children in this way. Seize the day. Seize the day. Gentlemen, put those hands together. The very beautiful Harrison for your pleasure. <laughs> The bigger the bills, the bigger the thrills. Checkity, check, check, check. Checkity, check, check, check. My friend, Allah is the only God. <laughs> <laughs>